Welcome to the Nevada Economics Podcast, where we bring together experts to discuss economic issues facing Nevada and the Western United States. We are sponsored by the University of Nevada Extension and the University Center for Economic Development. I am your host, Bob Conrad. On today's show, we talk with Tom Harris from the Center for Economic Development. The topic, tariffs and economic uncertainty facing agricultural producers. Welcome, Tom. Yes, my name's Tom Harris. I'm a professor of economics at the University of Nevada, Reno, and I'm also the director of the University Center for Economic Development. When I first came here in Reno in 1981, seems like yesterday's, but it's been a long time, I, I, I came from Oklahoma State. I have, I'm an agriculture economics major, and I was in the College of Agriculture, and I still have a uh, cooperative extension appointment in the Nevada Ag Experiment Station. But when we had the Great Recession of 2008, there was some restructuring, and they kind of merged our departments. I came over to the School of Business. So, But I still have an appointment with the cabinet, and I still do a lot of work in agriculture. And you're an ag extension researcher? Yeah. I'm an ag extension. I, my research is in the Nevada Ag Experiment Station, but I'm also a uh, outreach person with the Nevada Corporate Extension on uh, rural and uh, rural and econ- rural economic and community development. But we're not talking just about Nevada rural economics today. We're talking about something much broader, correct? True. Yes, we're kind of we're talking today about the, the trade policies that have been going on, and also the ag prices. What's going on uh, right now? The American farmers are faced. They're seeing forecasts of their income may fall to the to lows of twelve years ago, and. Uh, that's quite remarkable in 2018 because in 2013 we had a record highs, and so the USDA is forecasting that the differences will be about a 52% decrease in uh, in uh, in farm incomes. And this is a downturn that's caused by you know a lot of the we had uh, in the early years. You remember when we had the droughts, and so there were supply shortages and and also uh, crops and livestock. But also now, with the the weather's kind of changed, and we're getting wet years, and uh, also livestock has increased. But it's also been a very big production, and also we have these trade tariffs going on, and those have had a rippling effect in mid Midwest. But it also has a rippling effect here. Uh, we have a big increase in uh, in the expansion of the dairy industry in the state of Nevada, but it's been impacted. It's been nationally and even worldwide, a big increase in supply of milk, and that's caused some downward pressures. Uh, add to it, uh, they uh, reduced the uh, trade with China with these trade wars, uh, especially in the in the uh, Midwest. Uh, soybeans have been impacted tremendously. Well, people in Nevada said, "What does that have to do?" But economics is when one sector has an impact, it usually ripples back to the other. Uh, so if, if soybeans are having some impacts, uh, the alfalfa hay, you're going to have some de- decreases in alfalfa hay. But alfalfa hay, you see, they sell their alfalfa hay to California dairies, and if dairy industry is having problems, it's going to ripple back down to the alfalfa hay producers here. And how much of that is dependent upon what's happening in China? A lot. Uh, uh, Exports really are a main factor of our expanding uh, ag prices. Uh, 
back when I was very young, if I can remember that long, I got my master's at Texas Tech. There was a, a very excellent person who did foreign, management, foreign policy named Willard Williams. And he'd always talked about during the Heisenhower administration, there was a milk problem. And their solution was everybody drink an extra glass of milk. Well, what happens with milk and ag products is just so much you will eat. And so given the uh, expansion in the third world countries and all, Trade is very important to the agricultural economy. Okay. Uh, you mentioned 12 years and then drought. How much of this, uh, as far as farm income, relates back to the recession, if any? 2008? Well, the 2008 recession, remember, is also worldwide, and so that will be a decrease. Uh, the drought, what happened in the drought, per se, what happened in the drought, if you were a farmer, let's say, in Eureka, and you are able to do your groundwater you did quite well because surface water wasn't surface water. And I remember in Lovelock, uh, there was a couple years where they almost didn't get any water delivery, and so they weren't able to produce. That, that supply decrease caused prices of alfalfa hay to increase. And the uh, last couple of years, we've seen pretty wet years, and that's, that's increased the production. Has, has Because of that, prices have mitigated back to the same. But our confounding effect right now is those trade tariffs. And so those trade and tariffs and whatever trade limitations they may be, because that for alfalfa hay is something we call a derived demand in economics. The main demand is the milk producers in California and here, they get a good price, then they will demand alfalfa hay. Well, if they're going to have production decreases, that will ripple back down. So uh, that's something we've been worried about. What else can you say about the tariffs and how that's impacting not only agriculture here in Nevada, but across the West Coast? West Coast, it's, yeah, well, you know, California, of course, is, is a huge ag. It's almost one of the seventh largest, I think, in ag production. And so they will have some impacts. But also uh, the USDA uh, also brought up that one of the things that we don't think about is some of these derived demands is uh, profits to industry suppliers of agriculture, such as Deer and Company and Monsanto's. Uh, when the agriculture uh, when agricultural profits are going well, you will see producers buy more trucks, more tractors, other things. And when the agricultural economy kind of turns down, then correspondingly the demands for agricultural equipment and chemicals will go down with that. There's been a merger of of, of agricultural industries lately, and some people are speculating is that. So not only does the ag sector get impacted, but the downward purchases of ag are also impacted, which uh, means reduced purchases of from things like deer and company. You'll see the, some, you'll see the uh, profits or the uh, stock returns for something like deer and company and Monsanto level off or even go down a little bit as the ag sector goes down. Of course, finally, they also increase when the ag sector increases. So what can agriculturalists, uh, farmers, ranchers in the West Coast do at this point? Or, or, or let's, before we go there, how about what can they be expecting? Right now, it's, it's, it's high uncertainty. That's one of the main things that's, that's, in economics, what we have found is uncertainty, because you have to have investments, a lot of investments in ag, uncertainty really impacts agriculture. If uh, because if you think about it, you go and you plant your crop in the springtime and you wait all the way summer and in the fall you start to harvest. Well, when 
are you harvesting at the right time when prices go up or down? Right now, we have a lot of uncertainty going on with trade policies. Um, there's supposed to be a new NAFTA agreement. Yeah, what does that mean? We're supposed to be having new agreements with China, but it seems like it's on again, off again. Uh, that's hurt. Uh, the, one of the main things that you'll read in some in, in the Midwest and is that with the soybeans, what's happened is that uh, with the major decrease or limitations of exporting, it's causing our supply chain to change. And so those are trade uh, relationships that take a lot of time to develop. And in one fell swoop, you can really destroy that or make such mitigation. It's very hard for us to bring those back for some time. That's what they're worried about. So out here in the West Coast, you know, you got, you got very interesting. You got the West Coast, which is uh, California, Oregon, and Washington. What they grow, they grow those. Uh, they can grow tremendous crops, but they also grow those high value crops. Then you go in the mountain areas of Nevada and Idaho, um, alfalfa hay and and. Uh, uh, cattle. Idaho is one of those unique with irrigation that produces a lot of different crops. So, uh, yes, they're, all of them are impacted, and so they're, they're, uh, they're impacted by uncertainty. That's our problem. Uh, it, every time you pick up a paper every day, it seems like there's a new trade agreement, then there's not a trade agreement. Well, that causes great uncertainty. So producers on the ground would probably want to see more definitive agreements internationally. True. You know, and and also what we try to do is working with the risk management agency, we have these programs we're developing now. We're going to be talking about that. How can you uh, mitigate these uh, trade imbalances or trade agreements? How, you can, how can you mitigate this uncertainty? We're going to be talking about that uh, during the winter when we do our when we roll out the RMA project. Uh, there's several things, you know, just doing with futures and all that. But uh, it, it is uh, it is one of those things that's uh, it's kind of hard to plan because, you know, these are national and international agreements that we, you know, just kind of out of your control. And then when they occur, what can you do? And so, uh, you know, that's what we're looking at. And hopefully the risk management program and the insurances can help. Uh, mitigate any kind of financial losses that Nevada ranchers or farmers may face. And how much does weather play an impact? It lo- it's looking like we might have a nice wet winter. Yeah, this is good. Uh, of course, you know, it, yeah, you'll see the variation in prices. And of course, when you have droughts, uh, again in Nevada, you, if you're on surface water, you're at the mercy of, of Mother Nature, and so you will see things like what happened in Lovelock with the rye patch. Uh, going dry a couple of times, and then all of a sudden they're not growing out there. Uh, and But then all of a sudden here comes the crop. But it takes some years to get the alfalfa stand going. If you have some groundwater, yes, but also we're worried there about groundwater supplies and getting down to a point where it can not only become physically uh, Exhaustion, but you can have economic exhaustion. Now, one of the things that have changed is our energy prices have gone down right now. The other thing that has changed also is that we, it looks like we're in a era of interest rates increasing, and that's going to be an, uh, inter- interesting what happens there. Not only do we have trade uh, questions, but as interest rates increase, agriculture being a very large capitalized industry, 
that cost will increase. So uh, we've had several years since 2008 where we had almost close to zero to negative interest rates. Now we're going to have other interest rates. So uh, there's a lot of multiple things going out there. Not only always uh, talk to people about agriculture producers, not only do they have to be good business people, they also have to be good people on futures and almost have to be excellent biotech people. And just like everybody else, um, there's some problems uh, with, with farm labor. Uh, the ag uh, land-grant institutions are coming out with robots. They're experimenting. I know Iowa State is experimenting with autonomous tractors and combines. I have been in a meeting in Nebraska where somebody was showing me his irrigation from his cell phone. So you got these technology changes that are going to happen too also. Okay. Anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to add? Well, on these, pro- pro- uh, these podcasts, what we hope to have and will be producing is some other information. Uh, Mike Helmer works for me. Mike works also with the food uh, FAPRI, which is the Food Ag and Policy Research Institute. It, the farm bill is coming up, and uh, it's been on again and off again, being uh, people soon will be looked at. When they talk about farm bill, they always talk about what they forecast prices and uh, Mike works with the factory group which is in Minnes- uh, in Missouri but you know the USDA is part of the executive branch the legislative wants their prices too so we do their prices and we're primarily focused on international markets and the West and so uh, what we have when uh, Mike returns from DC I we'll hope to have a series of forecasts where we specifically address what are the price for, what's the overall general economy and the ag economy number two uh, what are about the forecasts of alfalfa hay prices and then also with our cattle prices. And there probably are going to be some other things we're going to be looking at as the linkages of uh, agriculture to other sectors in the local economy. And uh, also maybe there's some topics of the day that will come up. There's always something that's changing here and what they may impact uh, ag prices and agricultural uh, the agricultural economy. So the short of it? Expect uncertainty in the near future. That's true. I think there is. Uh, and that's one of the things, if you look in, in the paper, Wash, uh, Wall Street, uh, a, I don't know a lot of you have probably looked at the Wall Street, the Dow Jones, it zips up and down, goes up and down. Uh, and uh, it, there seems there's some uncertainty. People are worried. Uh, people are, are we getting into an, another national recession? Those kinds of things. Um, so there's, there's a lot of uncertainty going on, yes. Can we expect a recession? Probably, probably. Uh, there, one of the things about the recession is we had the one in 2008, and, the, and we've had a very long expansion, and expansion is kind of exhaust. And so people are forecasting at least by 2020 there could be. So, But you never know. Things change. Uh, uh, the economy changes, but uh, it, it looks like sometimes that will happen. Now, when it happens, of course, there will be some impacts, but hopefully it won't be like what happened in 2008. Right. That was pretty dramatic. Especially in the state of Nevada. You know, Nevada... We were, we were for, the hardest hit, weren't we? Yep. Well, what states. happened, I think, that people were gaming. If you talk to John Q. Public, they thought we were um, recession-proof, and it turned out we weren't. And if you talk to John Q. Public in those days, prices of houses were going up and up. Prices of houses would go down. Uh, when I came here in the 80s from Oklahoma State... Uh, you could talk to some very learned people, 
And that's when they were talking about buying emus and ostriches. I don't know if you remember that, Bob, because you were in Nary College. And, and everybody, you couldn't talk to somebody there. Uh, oh, no, prices of emus and ostriches will not, will not go down. Well, you talk to some people about the house of price, uh, price of houses, and all they'll no go, won't go down. Yes, they do. So that happens. I think, I think there'll be something to happen. Hopefully it'll be mild. Any final thoughts? No, hopefully these broadcasts will give some information to everybody about the agriculture sector, about what we're doing with the risk management agency programs, and also some forecasts on, on the impacts of, uh, uh, on uh, changes in the national economy, what they will do to our uh, agricultural crops, primarily alfalfa, hay, and livestock. Uh, there are other things that we may want to be discussing with the agriculture sectors in the state also. Thank you so much, Dr. Harris. You bet. Thank you, Bob. The University Center for Economic Development was established in 1992 in response to the growing need within the state for economic development research, technical assistance, and educational services. Visit us online at www.unr.edu forward slash business. Then click on the Business Resources tab. Thank you for listening.